is Roger Green, host of the Surfing the Next Tsunami podcast. This weekend, we are offering five conversations from Episode 8, our discussion of digital therapeutics. Plus, from The Vault, Conversation 18.4 from Season 3, in which Jeff Lazarus and Jorn Schottenberg discuss their objectives for Sections 4, 5, and 6, basically the second day, of the then-upcoming inaugural Innovations in Nathalie Care meeting in Barcelona. This conversation introduces listeners to our two first-time guests, Mark Berman, Chief Medical Officer of Better Therapeutics, and Joe Rubenstein, founder and CEO of Cronwell. Interestingly, both our first-time guests are physicians who work in the U.S. but were not born here, and whose passions are less about patient treatment than, in Mark's case, nutrition and behavior change, while Joe describes himself as a computer geek at heart. That's a quote. After introductions, the rest of this conversation consists of Mark discussing better therapeutics, starting with his foundational insight around health and behavior, and then moving on to describe the diseases on which better therapeutics focuses, and the approach the company takes in designing its therapeutic applications. As the conversation winds down, Mark discusses better therapeutics clinical trial status in type 2 diabetes, their most advanced area of development, and also in MASH. The future for digital healthcare is extremely rich and exciting, but it also has unique challenges fitting into the existing healthcare ecosystem. This episode captures both the challenges and the excitement while remaining optimistic and true to the potential for digitalization and AI to improve healthcare over time. These are big questions with complicated answers. So just sit back, listen, enjoy, learn, and when you're done, join the dialogue in our LinkedIn discussion group. This is an exciting podcast for us. We have two guests we've never had before. We have a topic we've never covered before. We have Naeem back with us. Naeem's not been with us for a little while. Uh, Naeem, how are you today? Naeem Alkuri. I'm very good. A little bit sad about Super Bowl. I did my residency training in Philadelphia, so I was rooting for the Eagles. But otherwise, life is good. Naeem, I was telling Jorn about the outcome of the game a little bit when he got here early. He asked if we're all resolved in our mind about the defensive holding flag with a minute and 48 seconds to go. And I think the answer is Jorn doesn't know Philadelphians very well. They'll be resolved about that in 25 years. But yes, it was, it was a great game. Disappointing to have lost. Jorn, how are you today? Jorn Schottenberg. I'm great. My personal highlight, we'll get to that later, but uh, it wasn't football. I wasn't able to follow the game. It's always a hassle in the middle of the night. And Louise? Louise is uh, doing this while the Merseyside Derby is going on between Liverpool and Everton, so I have to give her credit for that, if nothing else. Unless you have the game on a second screen while you're, while you're recording, Louise. Louise Campbell. It doesn't start till 8 p.m. here, so we're a little bit early for that, but given that Liverpool are the bottom statistically team, at the moment with one point in five games. We're just, I'm just lucky this year we're out of relegation. So I'm not talking football anymore. Given what happened to Tottenham this weekend, I might not either. I was hoping the Eagles would win the Super Bowl so I'd have one good sports story, but whatever. And then let me introduce our audience to a new, new guest and a um, guest we've had before, but only uh, in an extra set. The guest we've had in an extra set is Joe Rubenstein from Cromwell. Joe, how are you today? Joseph Rubenstein. Excellent, Roger. Not as much of a sport fan as anybody else, but since I lived in Philly, I'm also disappointed a bit. From what you're wearing, I'm assuming you're still in Park City, which means you're skiing, which means I'm jealous. Do us a favor. Take a minute or two and tell our audience a little bit about yourself and your history and what you're doing and how you got here. And then at the end of that, please, one thing that they wouldn't know or necessarily assume about you if you didn't tell them. Well, I am a physician by training, but a computer scientist at heart. I graduated as a medical doctor in Venezuela back in almost in the 80s in 1992 and have been doing electronic health records ever since. Long time ago, started a company that does electronic health records for a special 
specialties. That was called GMIT then, and we sold it in 2015. And ever since then, we've been looking at what is the next thing that computers can do for medicine beyond just storing information is how do you use that information. And we've gotten very deep into understanding how to use that data to deliver care in very particular conditions that cause significant expense in the healthcare system. And that's a new company called Cronwell. So we're building digital therapeutics for non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, in particular NASH and some other metabolic diseases. And one thing that people don't know about me is that English is my second language. I usually was trained in Spanish and it's a really odd combination of having a Jewish guy come in from a Latin American country who loves skiing. Doesn't necessarily sound that Latin American to me. Sure, I was thinking you could be your own doppelganger. If there's one of you in the Southern Hemisphere, one of you in the Northern Hemisphere, that would be perfect. That's great. And thank you. For those who do or don't remember, um, when Cronwell launched Liver Healthy with Modify Health and with EchoSense back two years ago, Joe was part of that launch extra soda along with uh, Jerry Mabry, who now works for Cronwell, and Hagen Jordan from Modify Health. So welcome back and welcome to the main stage. Our, our last guest today is Mark Berman, who's not been with us before from Better Therapeutics. Mark, how are you today? Michael Berman. Roger, doing great. Super, super excited to join you and to, to meet everyone here. Excited to have you with us. So same drill, one or two minutes about yourself, how you got, what you're doing and how you got here. And then uh, in fact, we wouldn't know about you if you didn't tell us. Absolutely. So I, like, like Joe, I'm also a physician by training. I trained as a primary care doc in internal medicine, primary care and population medicine. But my true passion has always been around nutrition and behavior change. That's what brought me to medical school and what I've tried to make a career of post-residency. And for the past 10 to 15 years, I have been working clinically and also in a variety of digital health startups to help use technology to help foster behavior change. And about seven or eight years ago, I found myself with an exciting opportunity to join what was a startup then in San Francisco, which we now call Better Therapeutics. Uh, and we're focused on building digital therapeutics to treat cardiometabolic disease broadly using a combination of cognitive behavioral therapy that we've developed in-house to help facilitate and really target diet and lifestyle change in a variety of indications. I'm going to build on Joe's theme a little bit, that I too am a little bit of a mixed up uh, individual. I was born in the Southern Hemisphere in South Africa. I grew up in Canada and so I love very contradictory things also like ice skating and Marmite uh, and, and things like this. And that uh, paired with the fact that I'm, I'm also on the dyslexic spectrum makes me a uh, of a, an unusual guy to work with. It strikes me this might be the first time in the history of this podcast that I am the only American-born person on this podcast. That does not happen very often, if at all. But that's fantastic. And I guess that, that would be my surprise for the day is I actually am American-born and not nearly as much of an anomaly as you, Chen are. That's fantastic. And I'm looking forward tremendously to this conversation. With that, Let's get started. We've talked on this podcast intermittently in lots of different contexts about the idea that digital life, all things digital, are becoming increasingly important in medicine. What we've not done yet is taken the time to focus on any of that. So today is focus day, or first focus day. Uh, focusing on digital apps, they're voted to drive outcomes and critical success factors in their proper use and deployment. So to that, I'm going to ask Mark to talk about better therapeutics and maybe with a little sister Naeem who did some of the research for him, and then we'll take questions, and then Joe and Louise will go on from there. Uh, Mark, your floor, my friend. 
friend. Thank you, Roger. Well, by way of introduction, I'd say one of the insights that got us started in this work was the idea that so much of cardiometabolic disease, and that includes NASH and NAFLD, but also includes cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, and so on, are, are rooted in behaviors that are adopted society-wise. And so much of the burden for those conditions falls not only into specialty clinics, but also to primary care practices. And the reality is, is that although the guidelines speak very consistently and very intently on facilitating behavior change, this is something that's easier said than done, and that practices and, and clinicians don't have the tools, the training, the reimbursement to really affect behavior change and therefore affect disease burden, whether it's a NASH, NAFL, or other cardiometabolic diseases. So Better Therapeutics was created to help address that by developing forms of what we call prescription digital therapies, therapies that can be delivered by a provider, by a health system, prescribed and offer intensive forms of uh, structured lifestyle change or behavioral therapy to help the mainstay of guidelines around behavior change be implemented in a scalable and, and efficient and effective way. We've done work in other related indications, hypertension and type 2 diabetes. Last year, we announced the results of a pivotal trial in type 2 diabetes, which showed that you could use a, a prescription digital therapeutic to have clinically meaningful changes in blood sugar control. And in the midst of that, it also became obvious to us that type 2 diabetes is not the only indication that behavioral therapy is needed. There's a, a massive unmet need that I think you and, and the other guests on the show have really done a wonderful job articulating the massive burden in NAFL and NASH. We knew from our clinical experience that the same approach that you could use for type 2 diabetes or other conditions could also be applied effectively to NASH or NAFLD. And so we set out on a course to try to generate the evidence for that. We had the pleasure of, of partnering with uh, Dr. Al-Khuri Naeem and his group at the Arizona Liver Health to run a feasibility study uh, in which we use what we'd call a generic version of our cognitive behavioral therapy, one that wasn't necessarily specifically targeted to NASH or NAFLD, but was targeted more broadly to cardiometabolic health in general. And we ran a feasibility study over the course of three months at two sites at Naeem's clinics to recruit participants who would be you know, generally found in, in a specialty care clinic with a spectrum of NAFL and NASH to see if they would use a digital therapeutic to understand what the effects would be on the liver and, and cardiometabolic health in general, and also to help gather data for us to then uh, turn this into a more specific form that would benefit patients for NAFL and NASH. And we announced the top line results of that study uh, last December, so just a, a month or two ago. And we, we had very exciting findings. We found that the majority of the patients were able to show improvement in liver health. We focused primarily on MRI PDFF as the main outcome measure. We saw about 16% relative reduction on average with a peak reduction of about 64% in a patient. And I think some of the most notable findings, and I'll ask Naeem to chime in on this as well, is we saw consistent improvements across a range of other measures of liver health as well. We saw a mean ALT change uh, of 17. We saw uh, in those with elevated ALT, we saw a 23 milligram per deciliter decrease. We saw a 20% reduction in FAST scores. And we also saw a steady weight loss in the course of the treatment, which is consistent with the nature of, of making behavior change in a gradual and progressive way. And this is what we've seen also in, in our other studies that what, you know, what's different about behavioral therapy versus a drug uh, is that the onset is gradual. 
And it is, if done well, it can be progressive. And if done well, can be sustained as well. And so we saw that signal in the study as well. Because this was also, in some respects, a usability study, we were excited to see a few other things. One, that there was a dose response. People who used the therapy did the most, did the best. From a safety perspective, we didn't see any device-related adverse events. Um, in the context of patients who were on multiple medications, who had multiple other related cardiometabolic comorbidities. And so that too is reassuring because as we understand the evolving landscape of, of NASH and NAFL is that it's probably one that will mirror other diseases like type 2 diabetes where there are multiple agents that will be used and a key concern for physicians and patients will the ability to add additional therapies without causing untoward side effects. Um, and then I think finally the last thing to say is from a usability perspective, uh, we saw very high engagement but 94% of the patients were still using the app at three months and they gave very high levels of satisfaction, uh, uh, 75 on a net promoter score, which is considered an excellent score relative to satisfaction. So for us, it was a successful proof of concept, our first study in NASH and NAFLD, hopefully not our last. And from this, we'll be hopefully moving quickly towards a more robust randomized control trial to, to demonstrate that this has a place alongside other therapies in NASH and NAFL. So those are the quick highlights. Naeem, maybe I'll turn it over to you to see other things to add. And now back to Roger. We hope you've enjoyed this recording. If you have any questions or comments about the content of this conversation or the entire episode, please put them in the review section of the page from which you downloaded this conversation or send an email to questions at surfingnash.com. We'll be back next week with another innovative and inspiring conversation. So until then, stay safe, surf on. We'll see you on the podcast. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.